I do some cultured shit too, y'all. The likes. My That's probably. my goal is to not say like a million times. Well, just don't do what Stadler does. Uh, 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 it's like a car trying to turn over and he gets going. Because <laughs> I, I try to fill up all the sound and you're not supposed to fill up all the sound. He's it's a filler. the sound. Yeah. Quint is the worst joke teller in the world. Oh, dude, By far. terrible. Oh, man. Now, he has gotten a head start on the dad jokes, for he, sure. He's a badly programmed robot. <laughs> <laughs> I did throw out the conversation that I had a 70% vote on the, the child's name, <laughs> while he only had a 30% vote, because I'm growing it. Listen, Kevin, I'm better than you at everything. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a 3D printer of our baby. Uh, so you need to pick up your shit, and I'm going to run this stuff, okay? From El Toro Studios, brought to you by ElToro.com, the only one-to-one, 100% cookie-free IP targeting solution. This is the Straight from the Bull podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the 14th episode of the ElToro.com podcast. I am David Stadler, here with co-host Austin Whiteley, Whoa. a.k.a. DJ Oz, and... Our guest for the week, Crystal Norman, National Sales Executive at ElToro.com. Did you hear? Did you hear the live audience in the background? I did. I did. I hear the, Gosh, the cheering and the they, oohs and the ahs. They are good. Don't, they are. don't make me cue the laugh track. Ooh. <laughs> we got that. We got that. We'll save that for later. No, we don't. <laughs> All right. So Crystal is an innovative and highly motivated sales specialist with experience in lead generation customer service management, display marketing, CPC marketing, and social media marketing. Now, it is evident in Crystal's actions, geez, Lupete, I cannot speak First today. Up, Did I have a second glass God of this bourbon? Damn, yet? how much stuff do you do here? <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, this is this is crazy. There's there's like a list a mile I long. I probably should have updated that for you a All little right, bit. All right, let me get back to it, guys. All right, let's restart. Thanks for interrupting me. All right. It is evident in Crystal's actions she is passionate about providing growth opportunities for clients through a creative and sustainable forward-thinking approach. Crystal's one of those people, she's got a magnetic personality that folks tend to gravitate toward and look to for guidance, also known as somebody with a personality that kind of makes you sick sometimes because people like them so much. <laughs> so you take that with what it's worth. But I mean, I think this, in, in all honesty, I think this is further evident through your capacity to train, to mentor other folks here in the office and to motivate and inspire a lot of people around you. So why thank uh, you. Welcome to the podcast, Aww. Crystal. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Crystal. So, uh, Crystal got married, what, about a year ago? Something Two like years. that? Okay. Yep. So, if you hear me hiccup throughout this conversation, because I loved saying Crystal Wedekind, um, her previous last name, and now it's Crystal Norman, and that's fine, but you're still Crystal Wedekind in my phone. That's okay. Um, and you'll probably live like that forever. Um, but I'll it's, take it. If, if anybody hears me hiccup through these tracks, uh, that's usually why... Uh, I have a little bit of difficulty or perhaps, you know, a little blip there. So I'm uh, kind of glad you didn't do the hyphen on that because that's just an awkward. <laughs> or change my middle name to it because that would be really uh, a mouthful. Crystal we talked about this the other day. Norman. Yeah. Ooh, that's a lot of I was like, syllables. no. If it, if it was an easy last name, that would have been an option. But no, we'll that's, just stick with it. sounds like name. a channel that's already on your TV. You, you taught me a word earlier that I was mispronouncing. It was <laughs> syllabic. Syllabic? No. Syllabic? Oh, you could be right. I don't know. I mean, you guys I have, I have trouble with those, with those words. Listen, I can't read. 
So, uh, today we are drinking on a bourbon. It is one of my favorites. It's Weller Special Reserve. Now, this is this is an interesting bourbon because it's it's one of those weeded bourbons. They actually use the exact same mash bill for Weller bourbons as they do for Pappy Van Winkle. So, Pappy Van Winkle, from what I understand, sources what they consider to be the choicest most choice choices choices well they use the word weeded so i'm pretty sure you can choicier yeah the choicier barrels from weller and they actually slap the pappy van winkle label on it so if you can't find a bottle of pappy van winkle go out and try to find a bottle of weller you probably can't find that either because (laughs) this bourbon thing has reached a fever pitch and it's very difficult to come across. They use a cursive gold font. They do call it poor man's pappy. Oh, you haven't heard do. that, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Well, Crystal has a wealth of information with respect to this, as she used to be a bartender. Where we had a bourbon bar, so I fit in very nicely here because I know a lot about bourbon. <laughs> it's how she got the job. She, yeah, she, it, it, she, it, she, might, <laughs> it might have been the hiring factor. It might have. Do you like bourbon? Yes. What's your favorite bourbon? Go. Yeah, yes. and if it was like a crap option, we probably wouldn't have hired you. Yeah. She probably stumped you guys, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she probably did. So, <laughs> um, when you smell Weller Special Reserve, I think this is one of the smoothest noses, smoothest tastes that you'll have past your lips when it comes to a bourbon. They say that like, a lot of weeded bourbons, um, it's kind of the starter. Weeded? Weeded. Weeded. And it's it's a starter bourbon, so it's something that if you're not used to drinking a lot of whiskeys, give this to somebody, and they might like it. Bruise it with a little bit of ice. Enjoy yourself. Uh, and, you know, this we're drinking off a handle today, so we don't have the cork sound bite that we normally do. But... Um, I, I find this to be delightful. <laughs> I think it's about $50 for a handle if you can find it at retail. Uh, interesting story. Weller makes uh, the Special Reserve, which is, I think, the traditional 80 proof. They also make a Weller Antique 107. 107. And then a Weller 12-year, which I believe, Crystal, you are the only one I know in possession of a Weller 12-year I have right a Weller now. 12, yeah. Bastard. And uh, I went to a liquor store in one of the less desirable areas of town here in Louisville the other day. Don't and you put a name on it. A handle of Weller 12-year was running for $300. That's this, insane. It's something that retails at 75 bones. It's ridiculous. Oh. Yeah, that's nuts. You got some to sell? No, 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 no. Okay, got <laughs> He's it. Like, I heard, if heard I can you find this uh, about your little pickup and sell the other day. Oh, so. dude, I had some gravy stuff in. He's always on the lookout. Regardless, we're if, a lot of bourbon hunters around here. Is really the truth of the matter. Yeah, we do that. Like it's our second job. I'm a, tru- I'm a truffle hunter. <laughs> Man, let me get a dollar, bro. Oh, hey, by weight, so much more valuable. Oh my god, you have to yeah. have a classically trained pig to find them, though. Classically so. trained pig. I mean, yeah. pigs don't know how to hold things so, in a soft a manner in their pig? mouth. No, I don't. You gotta have a dog, man. Dogs are the best. We can talk about this later. We can have a whole truffle hunting episode. Yes, yes. Yeah, I know a lot about this. Stay focused. When you smell Weller Special Reserve, I smell a little bit of leather. I smell a little bit of apples in there. Give me some of that fruit. That's a personal problem I think you have, though. (laughs) Like, like, as a child, did you sniff a lot of leather? (laughs) No, I didn't sniff a lot of leather, but I ate a lot of wall candy. Ooh, that the might walls. do it. <laughs> this paint that wasn't so tasty. <laughs> well, I mean, it tastes so sweet. Just uh, a little it's, lead. It's the lead, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little lead. <laughs> but when I taste this, I, 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 I taste a little bit of the fruit. It finishes so easily. It drinks so well. You got a little bit of a sweet finish on the backside. It doesn't burn on the way down. This is the bourbon that is... I mean, it's fantastic. Smooth. You can't you can't complain against this. Smooth. Um, so I, well, we would ask Crystal, you know, what she tastes here. 
But at this time, we'll probably have to introduce our youngest podcast member ever. Probably oh ever God. on any podcast <laughs> in the history of podcasts. I don't know if there's a name yet. Is there? Are we dropping a name yet? We're not dropping a name yet because mm. we haven't told the family the gender yet. Ooh. So you guys have privileged information on knowing. It's a boy or it's a girl. Who knows? Mm. Know. Right now we're going to refer to it as a baby monkey. Okay. Baby okay. But my husband's monkey. nickname is monkey. So just to put a little reference why it's a baby it. monkey. Pl- player three has entered the game. Right? Yes. Or player three <clears throat> has entered the game. Love it. That onesie yeah. is adorable. So welcome. Kevin picked Congratulations. that. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, we'll Chris, have to hold off on the bourbon for yeah. several more months. <laughs> so, but for the record, uh, Will It well, Pot still? Oh, yes. Will It Pot Still Reserve is by far my favorite. Okay, fantastic. So, so, yeah, one of the interview questions when you get hired on El Toro is what is your favorite bourbon? Mm-hmm. You display on that on the website. And so, that is the one that you will see underneath my name on the website. Yeah. She doesn't mince opinions here. She is very. I mean, it, it is the same. No, she's fine. And we also have one of the uh, most elderly oh, guests at the same time. So Crystal's yeah. dog, Casey. Yes. Uh, 15-year-old blind Boston Terrier. She's adorable. And she's sitting next to me scratching. Nope. <laughs> she don't need no eyes. Yeah. We she also have not. Sophie back behind us. Sophie's always a constant staple here. Um, and we have our good friend, Mari Humberg, uh, here in the background as well. One of the El Toro ladies. Yes, ma'am. Women in tech strong here at El Toro. Straight up. (laughs) So, Crystal, why don't you tell us a little bit about your professional history and how you kind of found your way into El Toro? Yeah. So, I actually grew up doing sales. My parents owned a jewelry store, a local business in Middletown, Mother's Touch, and grew up there doing retail sales. And when I went into college, I started working at T-Mobile and kind of stuck with the sales thing. So that was something that was easy for me because I was surrounded by it growing up. And then I really wanted to get into digital after college. And I started working at a news station selling digital advertising. And I actually got scooped up by you guys. Um, they That particular news station was trying to get me to take another position um, there along with another news station, and you guys reached out to me, and and we're trying to get um, some new people over to El Toro. I think I was, what, number 20, number 25? I think you were easily inside Ooh. the top 20. Yeah, uh, I, I want to say. I was not aware. Uh, yeah, we, one of the we, originals. We were in, like, one room at that time. That was when all of us were at a stand-up desk. Yeah, and we would hide in stairwells and make phone calls because there was no quiet place anywhere to make calls. It's a pretty glamorous I, I, history. Yeah, I've, it, was, I've only, it was. I've only seen pictures. So what was it like actually walking in that room, probably filled with just all guys? Probably smelled like yeah. fart. Yeah, I guarantee it. It, it was a little stinky. Now, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember if it was stinky or not. Um, so the one thing that was a big difference was corporate. So I'd always worked in a corporate atmosphere. So walking into a fraternity house almost, like atmosphere, just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, I, w- I wasn't for sure what to think um, before I had my actual interview. And my interview took place um, with, of course, all men, because the only other female at the time was an intern 
So, um, but of course, at this point, they definitely wanted to bring on a, another female um, to kind of balance out, <laughs> balance out that um, gender roles right there. But the interview was taking place in a small room that was completely covered from top to bottom on the walls with graffiti. And I knew immediately that this was a fraternity and definitely a boys <laughs> club, but I was okay with that. I had my interview and one of the questions was, how are you working with mostly men? And then after I explained, I, I bartended throughout college, and um, there was only one other girl bartender at, at some points, and that I was very familiar with working with all guys, mm-hmm. that that wouldn't be an issue for me. Um, they went on to then tell me that they didn't have any full-time female employees, and that if I was hired on, I would be their first one, minus their intern. So um, I don't know. I kind of liked it. I wasn't really scared. When you were hired on, I remember vaguely that interview process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we we were all we were all trying to be very buttoned up. So I mean, buttoned up for us was like khaki shorts instead of umbros. <laughs> and, and no cargo like pockets that. today. I don't, guys. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Dean had on some basketball shorts. Oh <laughs> darn it! Oh, maybe wow. maybe he had his cargo shorts on. I'm not for sure. Yeah, uh, but that that room in the back that you had that interview in. So we we had graffitied all of the walls. We brought in these graffiti artists to do a lot of decorations. Because, it was cool. I mean, at the time, we couldn't afford any art. Are yeah. you kidding me? That's well, that's art. fancy people stuff. Graffiti is art. Uh, yeah, it, sure, sure it is. And so we graffitied, was it one entire room or did we have It was an entire, graffiti? it was just that one room. Okay, very good. It was the one next to the conference room. And, but it would send, and by calling it, it a room, is, is being very generous. <laughs> a closet. It could send someone into an epileptic It was about fit. as big as this sound room. Yeah, give or take. I Maybe mean, a little bit bigger. I mean, this sound room is huge, filled with the latest up-to-date technology. Well, yes. of course. And, and a live studio audience. <sighs> we live in the future. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's beautiful here. So bringing Crystal in today, um, we wanted to start our series on females in tech. A lot of time the term females in tech, or it's kind of a lack thereof, a lack of females in tech, is thrown about as if there's some sort of predetermined discriminatory structure that is established to suppress the talents of you know the majority of the people on the planet. I think the last stat I looked at, there was like 53% of the planet's female. And this is a very sensitive topic, you know, us being a tech company and all this other kind of stuff. It's like, well, maybe should we even talk about that? But I mean, what, what, what is your take on this? I mean, obviously there is a lower percentage of females in this office oh, than absolutely. there are males. Yeah. You entered into what you referred to as, you know, a bit of a fraternity. Mm-hmm. You know, as the business owner, I like to think that that transition was smooth and seamless and all that other kind of stuff. But I'm sure, I'm sure there were there were rocks in the way uh, at the time. But what was your take on that? And what's your take on this topic of females in tech that seems to kind of be in vogue? We see a lot of articles coming out on it. Well, I definitely think there is a stigma on women not working in tech. I mean, growing up, I never thought I would work in tech. I mean, it wasn't a career that's really talked about as far as okay, well, I mean, my dad, my dad works in tech. And that was nothing I really thought of getting into. And even computer science, I feel like there's not a lot of women in it. So, I mean, originally I wanted to be a nurse. Um, That was kind of what I, going into college, I thought that's what I wanted to be. And then the more I got into it, I just realized that wasn't really who I was. But I think that people are scared of it, I think, a little bit. I think that Sometimes it's a little overwhelming to think that you're going to be just a small handful 
of females in an office, I think it's a time to excel. I think it's an opportunity to be able to stand out because you're surrounded by men. If you can go and prove them wrong or show them that you can do just as good of a job, if not better than them, then that makes you lead the pack a little bit more. But I definitely think that there is this stigma around the fact that it's a male dominated because obviously it is industry. Did you feel the need to have to go above and beyond, say what's, you know, an average performance from a male just to be assessed as on the, on the same plane as them? Or was, was that even there? For me, it wasn't really there just because that's more of my personality. I want to be, give 110% no matter what job. So I don't feel like I went into it any different coming into El Toro than I did at my previous jobs because I just want to stand out and do the best job that I can do, even if it's not something that is technically my job. If I can take it on, I'll take it on. So for me, that wasn't an issue, but I'm sure for a lot of people it is. Um, But it's not something that I really was concerned about. It's more kind of fun for me to prove someone wrong, (laughs) I think. If you work with Crystal, that is the (coughs) biggest understatement you will ever (laughs) hear. Slightly OCD, yes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Um, Slightly? Yeah, just a little bit. I ended up getting, when I was brought in, I was an ad ops agent. And previously, all ad ops agents, ad operations agents were matched up with a sales rep. Mm -hmm. Mine just happened to be Crystal. Yeah. And... I didn't do anything. She just <laughs> did everything. That's because the best sales reps have ad operations background. What up, girl? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it helps. I'm, I'm in the, I believe Rich told me this when I first started. He said, you're an under the hood type of girl. And I remember that, and it's very accurate. I'm the type of person that likes to know how everything works on the back end, and I like to know how to do it myself. Now, there are going to be times when I'm super busy, and I reach out to you, and even Marnie over here, I've reached out to her, and she's helped me with stuff because I just have so much on my plate. But I'm the type of person, if it takes me longer to email you and ask you to do it, why don't I just do it myself? And I like to understand how things work because I think it makes it better to sell it. So. Straight up. And, you know, honestly, you're one of these people that, gosh, you've probably served more traffic in your professional span than most people will come into contact with in a lifetime of working in a field like this. And I think that's super impressive. I love the fact that you have, you know, kind of jumped over into that sales world. I knew you were slated for that mm-hmm. from the jump. I mean, I, I couldn't franchise up Crystal <laughs> no matter how bad I wanted to. Uh, from an operations standpoint, she's far too valuable in a sales sense. Um, but just to quantify um, what we're talking about here with respect to females in tech, um, you know, I was reading an article, and I, forgive me, but I couldn't find more updated numbers on this, but in 2015, Um, They looked at the giants in tech industry, and Mm -hmm. that's Google, Microsoft, Twitter. Um, You know, there's obviously dozens, if not hundreds more, but 16.6% of employees at Microsoft were female. 10% of employees at Twitter are female. 17% of employees at Google are female. I know you've spoken about this a little bit before. Do you think that there is a drastic overreaching reason as to why that may be um, to kind of expound on some of the other topics that you spoke on earlier? It surprises me just how drastic the numbers are because I know we're, we're kind of far and few being women in tech, um, but that's, that's pretty crazy to know that there's just that small percentage in it. And I don't know if it's just that it's always been male-dominated and 
women are scared to apply or if it's just not been women friendly for so long. Um, but I think it's kind of one of those things that some people may be overwhelmed at the fact that they have to join a place where there's not a lot of other females. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you have your, your work bestie and, and they're like, okay, well, who am I going to talk to? Who am I going to hang out with? And it is a big environment thing. I mean, the environment here, although it's male dominated was what drew me to El Toro. That's what made me take a chance on a more of a, I could call it a startup at that point, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was I was under 20, so more of a startup yeah. where I was leaving a big corporate where I had <laughs> a, a secure job and who knows? I mean, obviously we're very successful now and it was definitely the right choice for me, but for a girl or a female, I think you think more about like the environment that you're going to be in and mm -hmm. is it going to be someone, you, are you going to have people to talk to? Or are you going to be included? Or are you going to be left out? And I don't know if that's something that's really pushed people back um, or if it's overwhelming. Now, you mentioned something really cool there. You, you said, you know, a feeling that you might not be included. Mm -hmm. And as a business owner, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of the stigma, you know, surrounding having females in a technical business. Um, and I kind of have the opportunity to review it from a different angle. And, you know, I've been to a lot of conferences over the course of the past few years. And sometimes I think that this negative mantra that's been associated with females in tech or a, a lack of accessibility to technical jobs mm -hmm. for females is a bit misconstrued. And I think it's sometimes um, a lack of inclusion overall. And I see a lot of people in our business here, especially, and I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't want this to sound negative in any way, shape, or form, but a lot of folks that develop software, a lot of software engineers, a lot of folks that manage you know, massive technical infrastructure, they tend not to have extroverted personalities. Absolutely. What? <laughs> so in that vein, do you think that that has something to do with a, a predisposition for folks to think, well, you know, I'm I'm not a white male. I can't get a, a, a technical job like that. And, Absolutely. And I mean, it's like, man, we just don't like to talk to other people. We're busy <laughs> doing stuff. I mean, I'm not to not to make me sound like I'm one of I'm a developer. I'm not a software developer. I don't want to sound like I'm one of those smart people down there. Yeah, he's dumb as shit. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. He's my boss. He sends my paycheck. That's okay. Don't fire me. Retract uh, that statement quickly. <laughs> retracted. <laughs> um, Edited for radio. But uh, you know, I think it's I think it's just a, a, a lot of times. I think it's the fact that people misconstrue introverted personalities as you know, someone that's unapproachable oh, or yeah. somebody that doesn't like me. And it's like, well, they have they have the same social hangups all of us do. I, I mean, Definitely. we're all awkward individuals. And I mean, everybody's weird, man. Yeah. Just get used to it. Not to interrupt what, what you're going to respond to with that, but say if you have a socially approved, say, uh, attractive woman and a, uh, a less attractive man, and they're both quiet in a social situation, What's it seem like to the average individual what they're like? Is she stuck up and is he just shy? Well, you used a nicer word than I was yeah, going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh. It's for radio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that when a woman's a little bit more of an introvert, they're they're considered either stuck up or that they don't they're better than everyone and they don't want to talk to to anyone. And then for a guy, I think that it's just kind of okay to to be an introvert. But I also think that that may be another leading factor is that when we brought up the feeling included thing mm-hmm. is that people may go into an atmosphere and see, okay, all these people, like I'm not someone who just wants to sit at my computer and not talk to anyone all day, but there is kind of that stigma that that's what it's like, but it's really not. I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, I have, there's people that I talk to all the time. There's people that I talk to when we're getting coffee or there's food around the office, but other than that, I never speak to. There's some people that maybe (laughs) have said two words to me, but, but the thing is, is, I mean, I don't know if maybe that feeds into, well, if I'm going to work in ad tech or I'm going to be a programmer or I'm going to be a coder, then I have to be a, an introvert because there's we do have some people that are extremely social. I mean, Rich talked last mm-hmm. week, and Rich is probably one of the rare exceptions that he is extremely outgoing, but the way his brain Straight works up. is insane. Rich is still yeah. talking right now on his podcast. He probably yeah. is. I yeah. We had to just wheel I mean, him out of there. You know, room. we have like <laughs> weekly meetings where it's just Rich talks for like an hour, oh, yeah. and then afterwards everyone claps for him. That's how I picture Rich. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what's going on, but everyone downstairs is clapping, and I'm like, oh, Rich cool. just shared some words of wisdom. Clap for the overlord. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny <laughs> to like view it in that in that manner because I sit in like that crow's nest area and all you get to hear is the clapping and I get to hear him waxing philosophically. Yes. Rich is like uh, uh, Dr. Burns or whatever. Excellent. <laughs> he <Yes>. really is. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. But yeah, last week he described it as the island of misfit toys. So maybe yeah. people just aren't mis- or they're misunderstood. You know, they have things to say, but it's not the right setting for them to say it. Well, something I kind of, and this is maybe a little off topic, but something I thought of is um, we had around Halloween time, Rich brought out the um, escape room. Yes. And I thought it was really interesting to see the different departments and how well they did. So like the developers, it took them so much longer because they (laughs) they truly don't talk to each other. It's a system. It's a system we must... Figure out the system. Yeah, they truly don't talk to each other. But then ad ops and sales were a completely different story. But it's because most of the time you can't get us to shut up. So (laughs) you've got it. But funny story about that, throwing in the whole, I was the only girl in my group because Megan got stuck on, the other sales um, female here got stuck in on a call. And they didn't have enough people in the group. And I was teasing Max. Was it Max or... Sh- I think... It, actually, I think it was Showered. Sh- Showered was like, oh, well, I guess we should have a girl on our team. Crystal, you want to be on our team? And I was like, oh, so nice of you to invite me on the team because I'm a girl. Wow. Yeah. But, but mind finals. you, but mind you, during the... In- while we're doing the escape room, you know who got the most clues? I, I bet you This girl yeah. right it's here. You. Because and you- then afterwards, they were like, oh, you your smart. brain. Yeah, no, it's because... Girls think different than boys do. Well, yeah, it's like you look at the stuff that's around you. I mean, Correct. you're a very I'm observant <laughs> person, and, and that's it's not because you're a female, it's because you see shit. <laughs> yeah. but, no, mean, but women do have a different perspective, sure. So, yeah. sure. So, um, when I when we figured out we were going to kind of do this segment in this podcast, especially, mm-hmm. especially uh, specifically with you, you know, I reached out to my wife, I reached out to, to Mari, who's in the room. And I had to ask them, you know, 
I don't see everything like a woman sees it. You guys, I mean, growing up, you're treated different. You have a different perspective. You yep. know, how has that led you in, in tech, um, in the sales world? I, I know for, for personal experience, when I was put on a project where, you know, uh, some of the, the upper management here, they said, hey, you've got this project on nail salons and boutique <laughs> hair salons. I'm like, dude. I know nothing about makeup, Dude, hair. Look at your you know. cuticles, man. Dude, your I, cuticles I've are some, flowing he's, he's bleak. He's stuck in a house of women. I've got some flowing locks, guys. He's, so yeah. you need to go to he's the website. He's greatly outnumbered. Check that out. Gorgeous hair. I just comb it mm-hmm. when it's wet. It's all good. All good. I don't put any product. <laughs> oh like my gosh. But I'm not going to pretend to be a woman and know their pain points and know that industry. So I reached oh, out and said, "Hey, Crystal, you know, you back the with f this. up there. Yeah. Talking about me putting products in my hair." Whoa, no, no, no. We're not, we're, this is not about Stadler. It's about women in tech. We're not going to talk about product and Stadler's hair. All right. All right. Whatever. But, Although it's a good topic of conversation. Yeah. It, hey, number 15. Ain't no, ain't no product in this. This is good. <laughs> well, this is well, good. Well, Welcome to, to the podcast, Stadler's Snap. nice do. I run a blow dryer in the morning. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. Oh. <laughs> yeah, edited. But, but like I said, that perspective... You know, it's not about uh, uh, being a victim. It's not about, you know, things against you. You can view things as opportunities. I don't, I'm not saying that people aren't uh, put in positions like that, but what are some opportunities that you've seen that can't be capitalized by men? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's also a choice. Am I offended that that you reached out to me because I'm a female and thought I would know more I about salons not, and nails? Absolutely not. Um, I mean, that's the world that I live in, and you know me enough to know that I am more of a girly girl. I get my nails done. Uh, I care about I care about what my parents looks like. So knowing who I am and talking to me about it absolutely doesn't bother me. But I think that one of those things is when you have more of a personal connection, just in sales, period, with what that product is or understanding it, not only are you going to be able to build a better strategy, but you're going to have more knowledge to make the client feel more comfortable that mm-hmm. you are listening to what their goal is and that you can help them achieve it. So I think taking that opportunity and having a lead that is more geared towards us, we all have those. I mean, there we have people that are more sports-oriented. Um, would it be a smart idea to give me something about sports? No, I'll be honest. Like, I, I, I have definitely have a couple clients that are, but they're not – asking me for a ton of advice on how to sell tickets, but we have people that are more sports focused and having that connection with your client, no matter what the industry is, gives you an advantage. So you got your fantasy football lineup set for the weekend? Yeah, about that. (laughs) You did do pretty well in our fantasy football league. Oh, that was Megan. <gasps> Megan, all women aren't the like, same. Beat Stadler. everybody. Gosh, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, no, Megan. See, I leave the fantasy football to Kevin. Man, he can do that. <laughs> Him and his friends take their fantasy football league to another level. He's the commissioner, and he writes like a book of notes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I have to bring it in here for you Please. guys. So, knowing Kevin, he is a um, comedian. He likes to think of himself. So everything is a big joke. Dad jokes galore. Coming yeah, up. for days. And so um, his 
his um, rule book is probably the funniest thing I've ever read. Like, he wrote it, and he was like, will you please read this? And I was like, okay, absolutely. I'll give it to you. This is pretty damn funny. Uh, so, yeah, I just – they take that super serious. That's just – You've got to photocopy that and it's, give it oh, to I'll bring your it children. To you. First off, it's not a game. You've got to make sure your children have that. Oh, I will. In the future. That's glorious. I'm, I'm pretty sure he already has, like – uh, folder on his computer of things that he's proud of that he wants to show his future child. <laughs> like, look what dad did. Oh, man, I feel like a bad dad. I don't have one of those folders. Oh, <laughs> Austin, do you it's have okay. one of those folders? Of course. Oh, you liar. Yeah, <laughs> all these podcasts. Don't lie to my face. <laughs> all these podcasts. He's going to say, Joe, listen to these. Listen to these podcasts. This uh, yeah. is what your dad did. Uh, yeah, I've got them stored on my desktop. So there you go. slows down my computer. On a floppy disk. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Another guest that understands what a floppy disk is. You know, we're talking about females in tech right now. Um, and one of the questions, you know, we, we start talking around to other people, just to try to get a different viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that was brought up was dress codes. And Scandalous. Or lack thereof. I wear and a tank top every day. Oh, yeah. Show those Cut guns, off. bro. Show us oh, off. my gosh. I mean, <laughs> those are the mid, mid Cut off section. tanks all day. Uh, well, know. I mean, that's why you cut the sleeves what out the, down the entire side of the that? shirt so you can see the midsection, the bicep, mm-hmm. the pectorals. The dead bod showing off. Gosh, mm-hmm. man. You know, that's that, glorious. What that are those? Baby hit me one more time, Arrow. Are those know. biceps like 17, 18 inches? All the pythons? Something oh, like that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all lies. Six feet, 188 lean pounds. Um, yeah, that's Austin Whiteley. <laughs> but, uh, but, right but let's uh, let's let's get back on track. Yeah, right? get back let's, on track. It's guys. about Crystal. It's about women in tech. <laughs> you know, when I when I was and in we're a talking more, about dress code. Yeah, when I was in a more Inclusion. professional <laughs> when I was in a more professional setting, you know, you kind of look at, at women and they kind of get to do what they want with their attire because uh, you know guys are very buttoned up, a suit and tie. It's got to oh, be express your personality more for sure. Yeah, yeah, but in this tech setting. You know, uh, Mari, uh, one of our other our other females in in our company, she brought up that you know if she was to wear leggings or le- wear sweatpants, I have leggings but, on right now. Well, yeah. Full disclosure: some people can pull it off. Some people, <laughs> but say sweatpants. Yeah. Like guys can come in here, t-shirt and sweatpants. True. But if Basketball you did the shorts. same thing, yeah, like I don't know when you own own a company, you can kind of, you can kind of do what you want. Correct. But if you came in here in sweatpants True. and a t-shirt, and you had to meet clients or deal with high level development, you know. Do you feel like you would be respected at the same level? Absolutely not. I mean, I think that I can wear whatever I want in here. Yeah. And I, I do. There's times that I, I dress up. There's times that I'm casual. I mean, there's times when I can rock out Tracksuit Tuesday. <laughs> tracksuit Tuesday, best Hair and a pony. You know, I don't feel pressure to dress a certain way. I think that's more of a personal thing. I think that I like to dress professionally when I have clients in here mm-hmm. um, because you have someone who's here to meet with you, to take you seriously and putting in extra effort to in your appearance for me is something that I take pride in. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong if you don't. I mean, but I think it's just kind of, especially since we work in with a wide variety of industries, and um, our level of casual dress is not widely accepted um, in sure. a lot of those industries that I think that it's respectful to dress up and to look nice. Of course. When I have clients in here. But that's no one ever told me I had to do that or made me feel like I had to do that. That's just my personal feeling. Did you fly AF? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Stadler patrols Urban Dictionary at oh, least gosh. one hour of the day. Yeah, so he can bust to. out. You know, he's just so trendy. Just yeah. wait till he so starts stealing hip. them from DT. I'm pretty hip to the jive. Hip to the jive, mm-hmm. turkey. <laughs> Please add so turkey on the end trained. of that. Because that made that so much better. I'm hip to the jive, turkey. Hey, I told you, dead jokes on law. <laughs> we got this. But do you think that, do you think that the... Because I, you know, it's 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 all that look good, feel good, yeah. perform well uh, kind of mentality, and I, I know that's not the quote. I think Dion Branch had a quote. I know or, what you mean. Or some something like that that was fly dress for success. Yeah, go cars. Whatever. And, and do you think that's more from your role in the organization? I, I mean, if you were a software developer that really didn't have to interact with a lot of customers do you think that you would dress as well as you presently do? And I mean that in the most non-gender specific <laughs> <term>. <laughs> Gender doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, I think that because of my role, that I, dry, I, I try to dress up a little bit more just because I do meet with a wide variety of people. However, the majority of the days I'm on the phone with people. I yeah. don't see a lot of people face-to-face. But I think that it really comes down to my personality and, and kind of who I am, I express more who I am through the way that I dress, just as a lot of other people do. So, I mean, if you want to wear a funky t-shirt that says something funny, go for it. And I don't think there's anything different between that and dressing up. I'm also a bargain shopper, so, I mean... Mm. Not a snob about my clothes. Do you quote your, the price you paid for uh, a piece of clothing when somebody compliments you? Because like I can't, I can't help but do that, it. I rarely let Adam do that because that's his favorite thing to do. <laughs> One of our other salespeople, he loves TJ Maxx, which I'm a big fan of TJ Maxx because oh, I'm a bargain out. shopper hey, for sure. We don't have oh, a, not a sponsor plug. currently. Not a plug. It's not TJ Maxx, but it could be. Ooh! <laughs> Guest dropping it on the podcast. Well, let's just talk about how Adam loves him some DJ Max. Ooh, way to way to deflect. Nice. You're welcome. Dig it. Continue. Would you like to be a co-host? <laughs> you just earned your spot. Yes. What but, I always wanted. But yeah, I'm I'm always like yeah, ten dollars at Kohl's. Mm-hmm. Dig it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like it. I'm proud of a good bargain. Yeah, you gotta be. I mean, it, it, it feels almost in some circumstances like you sold stole it. Yeah. Sold it. Stole it's like, it. Like Jeez, an yeah. Ar- <laughs> arbitrage opportunity. I could have yes, sold it for more. Dig it. I could have gone on Amazon and sold it on my Amazon. I kept store. it because I'm worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, yes. wait, wait, wait. I'm yes. worth it. That's easy breezy, beautiful. <laughs> Cover girl. But they're oh. not a sponsor. <laughs> But they could be. Oh, oh snap. Cued it, it up. But um, is there anything you pulled back from, say, your, your bartending experience or these male-dominated industries that, you know, that you could have pulled into and say how you deflected just earlier with, with, with uh, explaining to Adam <laughs> and bargain shopping? You know, is there anything? Because those, those industries, especially bartending, that can get uh, a little rough, a pre- pretty hairy. Oh, absolutely! I think that bartending um, definitely gave me thicker skin. Um, I mean, also working just in retail in general, but I mean, bartending is there mo- majority of the time there was more men than there was women bartenders. Towards the end, we the us girls took over and, and kind of ran the place, and we outnumbered the guys, which was fun. Uh, but the comments that you get, I mean, you have to be prepared. You're dealing with drunk people all day long <laughs> or all evening until 
two or three in the morning, you don't know what comments you're going to get. And you can choose to get upset about it or you can choose just to, to roll off, let it roll off your back and, and kind of move on. So I definitely think it gave me thicker skin because there's just not enough time or it's not important enough to even get upset about stuff like that. Exactly. So you think there is an element of choice that's involved in this? Yeah, I think that um, there's a lot of self-victiming going oh, on. Okay. Um, and I think even in in this industry, there is, I think that it is a choice to get upset. Um, and I kind of have a, a little bit of a story um, to kind of go behind that. Ooh, Ooh do tell. Stories. Do tell more. So there was um, a situation where, where someone was called uh, Honey, and she got very upset and or even being called a girl was very upsetting. She's a female. She's a woman. Um, and for me, mm. that's just not something that, that bothers me because I choose to not give someone that power. And a lot of times I think it's a knee-jerk reaction. And I think that um, people of different ages and different backgrounds, they may – filling up the weller right now. Second class. Shh, shh, shh. Second we were doing class. it discreetly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was that was Very pro indiscreet. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, you, oh. you failed. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. We're you're sitting good. here pouring bourbon as you're <laughs> hey, that's a, a very important thing to do. Yeah, but you think there is, from what I understand, there is a bit of an element of choice, and I'm not, I'm not discounting. Oh, absolutely not. Any time that and everyone feels. is, is opinion or entitled to their opinion and there's going to be certain things that are more of a sensitive subject or uh, a name hits someone harder but at the end of the day you can choose to let that power have power over you and take over or you can just let it roll off your back or kind of if you can't if you can't beat them join them kind of mentality I can choose to get upset about things or I can just move on with it or just give crap back to them just like they yeah. give crap to Hell me. Yeah. So I think that that comes down a lot of times and it's this um, feminist mentality that it has to be black or white and I don't think it has to be, but that's my opinion. I think that for me, it's easier to not let someone's words bother me. I mean, I've yeah. had people um, and actually Dan, one of our owners here, has stood up for me, and I don't think I've ever told you this story. No. Um, or even you. So I had a, a customer that was a an, an little bit of a an old-school generation mm -hmm. that Dan and I are sales partners, and we were on a call, and um, majority of the time I, I lead the conversations um, because I do all of the... Because you a bad man. Yeah. Man. Fucking owns it. <laughs> yeah. Got to be the badass on the call. But um, I, I handle the day-to-day -day interaction. I, I'm more of the management and the strategy when it comes to our clients. And the, this gentleman um, blatantly told me that we, I needed to let the men on the conversation what? handle Are you kidding these me? details. Yeah, have I'd you not heard this story? No, I haven't Thanks. heard this. Oh, yeah. So Dan doesn't speak up very much because he knows I'm 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 a big girl and I can take care of myself, but it really rubbed him wrong because the guy was blatantly being rude to me. And he just straight up told him, this girl knows more about all of this Crystal, than I do. Lunch, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he just told him, like, we're this conversation's over if you can't change your tone. 
Um, and I could have stood up for myself, but Dan, it bothered him and he stood up and I appreciated that. Um, and there's times that conversations happened after that and, and I had to put my foot down as well. And to this day, I still don't work with this person anymore because Dang. it just was kind of was one of those things. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. Especially because I'm younger. I mean, I'm, I'm not that young, but I, I'm still considered younger. <laughs> we, we all look yeah. so youthful Yeah, I'm here. so young. We yeah. don't see the sun very often. Yeah. So, but, but you have those times when I'm sure I sound very young on the phone as well, and, and people discredit me because I'm a young female, and you kind of have to put people in their place. But I find it more of a challenge that I'm going to outsmart you and outtalk you through any point versus – going home and crying about it. And everyone deals with it differently, but for me, that's been a way to look at it in a positive light. Like, all right, well, I'll prove you wrong. Let's see who wins this one kind of kind of thing. But So so to summarize with these controversial statements, like this is this is clickbait material right here. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be <laughs> wicked yeah. awesome. Sorry. The crowd silence. There is a gray area and attitude is something you can con- control. Is that something that you would agree with? Yeah. Crystal, I really appreciate you Absolutely. coming and sharing a little bit of your afternoon. I mean, you're a stone cold hustler. Well, thank um, you. Let me be That's my goal. quite honest. Like <laughs> I, I've I like to be the boys. I've 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 recognized Crystal uh Wedek and Norman. Norman Jesus <laughs> C W A N <laughs> As a stone cold hustler for years, and we appreciate you being on the team. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Oh, wait, so much. wait, we're ending it. I what? mean, what? are we? No, uh, no. Oh, we have okay, a, an expert in the field here. You know, you have to Vetoed. guide. My you bad. To, I'm the boss. Here, you dude. spin me up, bro. Hey, <laughs> I control this red yeah, button. Yeah, we're gonna cut over that here. part out. Yeah. No, 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 we're not. No, we're not. I have to show my domination (laughs) here. I must mark my territory. (laughs) Absolutely. He's the producer, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, we have an expert in the field. You know, kick-ass sales rep. A lot of people have very big clients. Uh, Not that Crystal doesn't, but she she does a thing where nobody has leverage on her because she has so many very impactful uh, agencies, uh, end-user clients. And she manages them all in a very compact way. But you're a woman in tech. You're, yeah, yeah, it comes in handy, doesn't it? Yes, it's it not does. a problem. It's an advantage. <laughs> Correct. But you're a woman in tech. You're a woman in sales. Mm-hmm. What are you going to tell these other women who might not enter the field? But we need them. That's oh, that's absolutely. 52% of the yeah. brain power. 52% of of the advantage uh, that you know opportunities that could be created and that we've neglected over over the decades. Over you know. A millennium, actually. But what is your advice to them to get started, to continue to to hustle, to pretty much thrive in this industry? You know, what's your words of wisdom to pass to them before we close it down? Yeah. And I allow Stabler to finish off. To Whatever, it bro. <laughs> I'm I mean, be fired I was... after this. Nah, we'll keep you around. Yeah, it's okay. Crystal's got more pull than I do. Chris, Crystal's <laughs> the real boss, for real. Shh, don't talk. I would say the biggest thing is not to be intimidated. I think to look at it more of a positive thing that you can go in and just dominate and be one of the few women in an industry instead of finding it intimidating that you are a minority in it. Um, so, I mean, that would be the biggest thing is is take the challenge to get out there and try something that's a little bit out of your comfort zone and give it a chance because it may be something that you never thought of, but when you really think about the fact that our brains do work a little bit different 
and having wow. that. I know. Uh, isn't I that crazy? Better. Correct. Uh-huh. Correct. I want to argue with you on that. <laughs> Don't you even try to argue. <laughs> I won't. I won't argue with you. Shut down. But I mean, I think it's something that's needed. There's a lot of stuff that is just so um, programmatic and like point A, point B. Um, and that's great in tech world. I mean, that's why we have developers because they know their code inside and out and they can do it. But to have someone who can think outside of the box and kind of see the full picture, um, I think is something that we lack in the tech world. And I think that if that's the type of person you are and you think that you can bring stuff to the table to not be scared just because there's not a lot of women somewhere. Diversity Diversity. breeds innovation. It does. Ooh. What if explorers didn't explore because there was nobody there? Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, oh my little gosh. brain nougat for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and eat that. Eat that, Stadler. Hey, we'll do. Well, <laughs> let me try this again. Hey, Austin, can I get the, can I get the oh, spinoff wow. right is he now? To end this right now? I mean, is this cool? <laughs> is this cool? Am I okay? Uh, yeah. Crystal, thank you so much Absolutely, for joining guys. us on the podcast today, extending your evening. Um, and, and hanging out with us and the wee baby Seamus. Yes. Um, Seamus. And Seamus. the elderly, and the elderly. Who's snoozing now and scratching that Casey. Seamus could be a boy or a girl's name. Right. Seamus is both a boy and a girl's name. Right. Just right. like Lindsay, Kelly, Kilrain, uh, just Austin? like Pat, um, Kilrain, Kilrain. That's, that's the one Sean. It's fluid. It's just a spectrum. Sean right? gave. Maybe that name. That's a fantastic name. He was name. like boy Kill or Rain. girl. Kill Rain. Kill Rain. Kevin said he wouldn't veto that one, Kill so we're Rain? good. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. He's that's what he said. He said, think about it. Be like, I'm Kill Rain. What boy is another androgynous name outside of like Pat and Lindsay? David. I mean my dad's name is Tracy. Shut up. And he gets called a woman a lot. Are you serious? Yeah. Like on chats. Yeah, my dad's name is Tracy. And on, um, I remember one time he was over my house, and he was there. They were having problems with their internet, and they don't live far, so they came over, and he was like on the computer trying to talk to um, the internet provider. I won't throw out their name, um, and chat. And um, they were like, "Hello, ma'am, how are you today?" And he was like, "I'm a sir." Oh, dude. So yeah, Spectrum. I hate Spectrum so much. I don't want you to be a sponsor, Spectrum. Spectrum, you are not welcome. Here. No, not going to make it happen. Yes. Yeah, if you were willing Stacey. to spend upwards of $750,000 a month, I might consider it at an obscene CPM. Yes. <laughs> and don't worry, I'll be your rep. But seriously, Spectrum, <laughs> F you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, the, so the cable and internet goes out on a Friday. They put me on the list to call when it's fixed. It's fixed on that Friday. Monday morning, about 9.30 a.m., I get a call. Hey, your, your cable and internet is fixed. This is Spectrum. Thank you. Did you say thank you, Captain Obvious? I no, realized when it started no. working. No. Cutting the cord. Spectrum's coming by my house at 6 o'clock tonight. <laughs> if they show up at that <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, good luck with that, dude. Thanks. Good luck. All right. Love uh, you guys. Sorry. Yeah, permission. <laughs> Love to, you. Yeah, permission <laughs> to go ahead and close it on down there, Stadler. Yeah. Uh, once again, thanks again, Crystal. Uh, we Absolutely, appreciate guys. You thanks for inviting up. me. I mean, I'm almost done with my second glass of bourbon now. Austin, so where are you on yours? This is slightly Fourth less than eloquent. You're supposed to be exit. drinking for, for Baby Monkey and I. <laughs> hey, y'all. Uh, we got the 15th episode dropping on you like it's hot Woo-hoo. next weekend. Aww. And I'm I'm done, you know, announcing future <laughs> future we'll people. We'll see what we'll I see mean, what listen, that topic is next guys, week. We just guys and gals, we've got literally 
tens of dozens of listeners. Baker's right dozen now. We know you're hot for the next new content. <laughs> As am I. <laughs> we just wrapped up with political season, so well, we'll catch you loopy in around up. here. Yeah, yeah. So we'll shut it on down again. Thank you, Crystal. Absolute thank you, best. baby Norman no. Stadler. I'm not gonna thank you because no, we're mean, just, just stuck you with deserve you. it. But I, I live here, man. <laughs> I live here, dude. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Straight from the Bull podcast from El Toro Studios, brought to you by ElToro.com, where we target people, not pixels. Yeah, I'm a loud person. It is what it is.